Association. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. with Paul Swan. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Welcome in to the Monday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. With me today is always the young Thundering Herd quarterback. Okay, former young. Former. Still a Thundering Herd quarterback. Dave Walsh yeah. with me today. The young part, you're former, though. You're I not know. young anymore. No. And, of course, here. Title every, only. Title only. It's, it's an honorary title. <laughs> yeah. Every Monday, we are here at the Union Pub and Grill for the Monday special. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. Of course, you can get that every Monday, all day, all night, here at the Union Pub and Grill. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Light at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Light hold true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer so uh, dave usually we try to have a good time have some fun on the show especially on the monday right. we're here at the union but uh before we do all of that i want to take a minute just to talk a little bit about uh, a loss over the weekend to the herd faithful uh, george chomp yes took over as the head coach of this program so many years ago 1986 it's been a while <laughs> it's been a long time and i was uh, still a, a youth back in the day and, and coach chomp comes in here and just takes this program to a launching point. Now, right. I'm not saying that the coaches before him didn't get him. Stan had it going. Stan had it going, but then Coach Chomp comes in and takes it to the next step and puts the program in a position to be able to move forward. And, of course, I think we can all talk about the Thundering Herd's appearance in the uh, 1AA Championship, Pocatello, Idaho. 10 o'clock Pacific time, which was, like, very late here. No, 10 o'clock here. Me and Timmy were out there covering the game, and we, we were scrambling to get it back because it's a little different than nowadays with the Twitter and things of that nature. So we were hustling to get it back, but you're thinking 87, they're playing for all the marbles. Yeah. Not that long ago, we lost everything, and now they're playing for the championship. And if they could have won it, that game was a shootout, and if they could have won that game, who knows what the program would have well, done. we keep thinking, like, replay, Von Darby, he was down. If they run the replay, they'd, you know, right in front of the goal post, they kick a field goal win the game. But no replay. They rolled a fumble, and uh, Northeast Louisiana ended up winning the game. But we also talked about 1987. They're playing for the championship. Would they be a one-shot wonder, or would something happen down the road? And, it and took as them a we know, years. 88 and beyond, anything but a one-shot wonder. No. It's, they're still going. They right. had a couple hiccups, but for the most part, they took off. Stan got it going. George took it. And then Jim Donnan came along, and it's just purring right along. Where do you think he stands in the all-time memory of herd football? He was one of the – because I was able to cover him. To me, he was one of the innovators of offense. We used to joke about they ran the West Coast offense before it was known as the West Coast. Very few people in the backfield, four wide, five wide. Uh, I can still see teams like Furman, Eastern Kentucky, uh, Appy State. They know what's coming and they don't have an answer for it. They can't stop them. Tony Peterson in 87, 40, almost 5,000 yards in a single season passing. Unbelievable season. That's when they went there to uh, Pocatello, played the national title, lost in the shootout. But uh, what a year that was. You know, they lose to Furman in a heartbreaker. They come back to Louisville. Last play of the game, they win that one. Took off, got to the playoffs, ran the table, and we're sitting in Idaho, and we walk in, Timmy and I, and we look up in the arena, and we go, how come the goalposts are suspended? 
It was indoors. They were suspended. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, I never forget this, the guy for Northeast kicks a field goal, 50-yarder. Everybody's cheering, and the referee's running in, waving no good. It hit something in the ceiling, and which made it a dead ball. Had to redo it. His next one was like one of my tee shots, duck hook. and. Uh, I've never seen a tee <laughs> shot. I don't think I want to. No, no, but it was like, I mean, you think that kicks a 50-yard field goal, right? But it had this rule. If he hit something in the ceiling, it's a dead ball. Indoor stadiums are a good idea as long as your roof is uh, high, <laughs> high enough. High enough. Just a little bit higher. But George, you know, George did a, I mean, unbelievable. And he had four great years. Uh, goes to the finals. The next year he gets to the second round where Furman, who they beat for the first time ever, regular season. Furman comes in and beats him 13-9 in the playoffs. I remember I, that. I was sitting in the end zone. And to this day. And it was cold. To this day, I will say the only game I ever, ever really thought officials took one away. I would agree with that. Harold Bender, Jim Baker's attorney. We have to look that up at Jim Baker. But uh, the uh, Tom Brady rule before the Tom Brady rule, Frankie DeBusk is hit. The ball's in the air. Marshall falls on it. Game over. And he rolled his arm was going forward. Well, most of the times when you get hit from behind, you're going this way anyway. Two plays later, they run a forward lateral, score a touchdown, 13-9. Two plays after that, completed pass over here. They're driving. Mike Barber's call for offensive pass interference. Nowhere near the ball. Game over. And George was not happy. I think Marshall got Quite a video at the next quarterback club lunch in the following oh, sure. Thursday. In those days, they used to fill the Radisson, which is now Doubletree. And he, he ran three clips, and it's just like it's proof right there. Sorry. I, I think they got their revenge on Furman a few times yes. over. Yes. But at the end – I'll never forget Jim Donnan was talking about Furman days, and he said, Dave, Furman does not have better coaches than we do. They have better players than we do. And as you mentioned, at the end of the series when they quit playing, it was reversed. Marshall had far better players than Furman yeah, had. Yeah, and Marshall ran them out of the stadium oh, yes. the last time. I mean, if there was a running clock, they could have used it because it was ugly. It was ugly. Do you think that George is someone that we need to talk a little bit more about because I don't think a lot of Herd fans realize who George Chomp is. I mean, the younger we do. fans anyway. We yeah, do, we, but, do. But we were there. But now, no, I don't, I'm so sure. I think Marshall football for a lot of people started when Chad Pennington took the field. Remember Chad and the Byrons of the mm-hmm. world and stuff like That's that? That's when but, Marshall football started for a lot of Herd fans. But right now, I mean, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks come down the road, myself not included. Tony Peterson, to me, was is the best quarterback I have seen play at Marshall. Nothing against Chad, nothing against Byron. But Tony, first and foremost, never got in a shotgun. Never. He was under center. He could not run. Could not run. But he could throw. He did run for a touchdown at Ohio, but he could ever. But I have never seen a guy make the progression reads of one, two, three, four, five balls gone. Unbelievable reads. And and Mike Barber uh, from Winfield, some of the numbers he put up. Sean Doctor, tight end. And remember, one year, Tony throws for almost 5,000 yards. Ron Darby rushed for 1,500. That a great offense. Yes. And the guy who came after. Mr. Greg Atkins, who's assistant coach here now, read yeah. one of his notes today about, you know, George gave me a chance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, Tony, a lot of quotes out there from people who played for him. And Doc, and they said, hey, this guy meant a lot to Marshall. He's a Marshall family member. He's due some uh, well wishes in him and his family because yeah. you know, it's a loss to the program. I think Peterson was amazing. I think Greg John Gregory. John Gregory was amazing as well. He followed up a tough act. and Exactly. He, he did it. He really did because I thought that 88 team was probably one of the better teams I've seen in a long 88 time. 88 was very good. If they beat Furman, they would have won it because uh, 
the other side, some, somebody got upset, and Furman, I think Furman went out and ended up winning it. Yeah. So it was Marshall's to win that year. And but uh, Mr. Bender had a different uh, view of things, and uh, that's the way it is. But, hey, not long after that, they got one. Do you think if – Chomp would have stayed. Marshall football would have went in the same direction, or would it have been? They would have kept going. Closer trajectory. They kept going because if you're an offensive player like a quarterback or receiver, I want him teaching me what to do. Defense at times, because he, he had a different coordinator every year. Tenuta for, for a while, who's moved on to some bigger programs and stuff. That's a lot of times it wasn't. It's like it was like Byron one year here at Marshall. If if we give up 50, we'll score 51. They did what they had to do to win the game. Did what they had to do to win the game. On occasion, I remember when you're in the playoffs, Weber State came here and the poor quarterback got sacked like eight times. I mean, they sold out and, and just wore them out and, and beat them. And the big one was when they had lost to Appy in the regular season. They go down their playoffs and beat them 24 to 10. And it was, you talk about quiet time in Boone, which is they're coming back on the schedule here pretty soon. Very quiet that day in Boone. That was one that sent them to Idaho. And we're going like, now what do we do? We have to start covering something that we <laughs> – you really think about from 1970, 71. Mm-hmm. What is this all about? We're going for the national championship. 86, he was 6-4-1. and one, mm-hmm. And 87, he was 10-5. and five. Five. 88, 11-2. 89-6-5. And, and, and then he goes to Navy where he's 5-6 and six in 1990. And then 91-92, and 1-10. And Gets things moving a little bit, 93-4-7. Again, this is Navy we're talking yeah. about. And then in 94, 3-8. And it doesn't end well coaching-wise for him. But do you think if he would have stayed at Marshall, maybe those final few years, the record, 6-5 and five maybe would have improved? That would have gotten – he would have got he, – he knew what needed to be brought in to fix. Because that last year at 6-5, and five, they were 6-0 at home, 0-5 on the road. Mm-hmm. So he had it going here. He went to Navy. And that's – you know, that was the next level up. And – Career-wise, yeah, money-wise. Great for him yeah. and everything like that. But at the same time, it's, you're playing a different level of competition, and the people you recruit are not, you know, when they get done, they're going in service for five years. And we went to see him play UVA his second year, and you just watch and you're going like, that's not the same guy we saw. I mean, UVA was not what they are now, and they just they wore Navy out. Yeah. And George was, you know, he gave it his best shot, but the, uh, the, they did not have the talent to measure up. And Navy's schedule in those days, they weren't the AAC. They played some pretty tough people, and, and he, he took his lumps and then eventually cost him his job. But he did go back to high school in Pennsylvania. And if you look at his record in high school since after he came back, he put up some numbers. 14-41 and 41 at Navy, 33-16-1 and one at Marshall. Yeah, he's won some high school titles after when he got back into Pennsylvania. You know, Central Pennsylvania, he, they, you mentioned George Trump. They knew who you were talking about. They knew who you were talking about. He got Marshall on the map. Stan got it going. George kept it going. Jim kept it, you know, Jim, and it's just pr- progression. Had some hiccups with Mark. But I think that's straightened out now. And, um, you know, things, great things are expected this year. And uh, as George would say, we were just one stop along the way. Now it's 2019. This is the next edition of the uh, post-crane crash. We did what we could, and now it's 2019. Well, things are set up for them. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Well, but, it's uh, interesting to speculate what Marshall football could have been with his offensive system. He leaves, and then Jim Donnan comes in. And Jim Donnan brings in a completely different mindset and, But of they football. still played explosive football. They did play explosive football, but Jim comes in, and Donnan has a, 
a background. I'm, in, I'm from big-time football. Oklahoma. I'm from big-time football, and I come here, and we don't have this, and we don't have that, and he's he's turning it around. He's saying, look, we need this. Yeah, he left it. He left Norman and comes to Fairfield. Right. Talk about a whoa. But then the stadium did get built. Yeah. And I read it, when I read his book, remember his book, One for All? Yeah. And I was reading some of his uh, thoughts on when he gets here. Like, Look, I don't have a strength and coordinator guy. I don't have a I don't proper weight. I don't mm. have any of this stuff. I got to get this turned around now. And it wasn't a situation where he thought, oh, what have I gotten myself into? It's like, okay, I'm really building a program here from scratch. And, of course, the promise of a new facility was on the horizon as got well. Got here quicker than baseball. Did he get here quicker than baseball? A lot quicker than baseball. <laughs> I remember going to Fairfield games, and uh, there are some, some kids uh, from the team. They're handing out pamphlets. Hey, this is, you know, what we're trying to do. We're trying to actually going to get a stadium yeah. here. And you think, wow, they're, they're really going to do that. That's finally going to happen because Fairfield was a, a special place, but it was also a dilapidated uh, nightmare. Especially if you drive by there now, there is nothing left of it. No. The, the medicine and the pharmacy complex is like you will never, unless you – know what was there at one time you'd have no idea that football was played there that one of the premises for the marshall movie was in that facility mm -hmm. when they with terry gardner's touchdown right terry gonna run to a brick wall right now He's and gonna run to some building the, the push was hey get it on campus stadium the students will show up okay i don't know if that's true to this day it's better but it's not what it could be look it's a suitcase university exactly fair you hit to it. say i learned that quickly when i got here it's yeah. like come friday there they are. They're heading out. Why is that? You were here as an athlete. Why, you know, dealt well, with these people? What? One or two-hour drive, you could be home. You know. But Charles isn't that Stoke, for a lot Beckley, of schools? Yeah. But maybe at Ohio State, you're in Columbus, and there might be a few more things to do than – I don't know. But I remember Friday afternoon, you'd look around, and you, you've seen it, Paul. They got the suitcase yeah, it, put in the trunk. It's a suitcase. Trunk slammers, and they're out of here. I mean, how many Marshall games on weekends – Anything but the, you know, there's some students there, but it ain't, it's not the Cameron crazies. No. For whatever reason. But uh, the students did turn out a little bit better in football. They have a section over there. They show up. Yeah, they show up, but not when you think the enrollment is, what, X number of thousand and you got less than a thousand there. I understand why the stadium expansions happened, but I think they should have kept the capacity a little lower. Well, I don't think they'll ever need to expand it again to no. do that. But when you think about it, I'd be tempted to take those end zone seats you know, out and do something else with when it. When George came back for the when they honored his teams, he, he kind of looked around and, it, and and what they accomplished and it led to kind of made him feel kind of proud. Like they were part of the reason that, that what they have now is mm -hmm. what he did. They deserve better. He's a big part of it. He deserves better. Marshall Not only from the hundred yard field, but as you know right now, football season, spring practice ended, but they're anything but done. They're in the weight room. They they've got places to meet, and it's all because of what happened in the past. They said, hey. They have it, they have it, we better get it, or we get past. And now they're a lot of people emulating what Marshall has, especially the indoor facility. I'll never forget when they opened it, track meet, a couple of colleges were in there, they're going like, wish we had this. Right. And they're bigger schools than what Marshall was. Yeah. Wish we had this. Marshall was so behind on facilities, though. Marshall had to go out and make the push. So they're going to, you know, once baseball goes up, they've pretty much closed the gap. I think there's some facilities that still need to work on. Basketball needs definitely yes. a major improvement. Football, that stadium is starting to show a little age. And, again, you get to the point where you get the brand-new stadium in 1991, One. open it up, and you're getting the success happening, and Marshall football's on the map, and Marshall football's starting to win, and you're playing for championships, and all these good things are happening. And it still feels like the capitalization of that success never happened. You didn't build upon that. It's like, here we are. 
we are here. We have right. arrived. Well, okay, what are you going to do next season? you got to build on this, get more donations, get more people to come in, commit, support the program, build upon your facilities. And maybe this team, if they would have been able to capitalize on that with uh, prior administrations, maybe this team lands in the uh, – uh, maybe this program lands in, say, the Big East back in the Who day. Knows? Who knows? I know there was a push for that. Right. And part of the, st- the stadium expansion, the seeds, of course, was because they were trying to land themselves in a better football conference. What has happened is now what it is, and Marshall's in Conference USA. But and I think uh, that's where they'll stay. I, I, as you've mentioned many a time, the budgets to, to move up is not there. No. Either they should have stayed in the MAC or they're right here where they like Conference USA. We're going to take our first break. We're coming to you today from the Union Pump and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. You can always join us on Mondays. Monday specials, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots all day, all night here at the Union Pump and Grill. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Conference USA making news this afternoon just a few minutes ago while we were on the air, the thundering herd, um, and I'm sure everyone in Conference USA found out that they've got a new media partner, Dave. And? Take a guess. I'm going to give you a guess. Give you an opportunity to guess which broadcast outlet is going to pick up some Conference USA games. So it's not going to be – it's probably not ESPN. Not ESPN. Uh, I'm trying to think what's left. Go ahead. T- just take a stab. Go ahead. Um, Wild hey, stab. Big 12. No. The, the, whoever carries the Big 12. Four-year contract today. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm, you're out of guesses. I'm out of guesses. You probably wouldn't the guess The time has anyway. expired. The time is – you're off the clock. <laughs> Conference USA has uh, signed a deal with the NFL for the NFL Network. New four-year contract for a 10-game package of Conference USA football games to be broadcast on NFL Network. Partnership begins this year with one game each week on Saturday afternoon. So one Conference USA game every Saturday on the NFL Network. I have to admit I would have never guessed the NFL Network, but hey. That's one we can find. I know where it is on my network, and you even said the two magic words, Saturday afternoon. NFL Network needs programming, obviously, and this is a way for them to highlight, of course, college football, right. which is the feeder system for That's the right. NFL. They get a foot in the door. Yeah. So we don't know what games four are going to be broadcast. Yeah. Four years? Four years deal. Nothing wrong with that one. Hey, and that's it, a coup there. And, of course, you can watch the NFL Network through the NFL app and watch NFL Network on smartphones, tablets, PCs. They're pushing all the smart devices. I have it on my network at home. I can actually find. NFL and you got to believe that Marshall's going to be there. They're going to be in there a few times with who they got. Well, they mentioned Marshall in the conference USA. Of course, you got three Friday games. Friday games are out. Well, so. those won't be on. Right. But they do mention Conference USA Hall of Famers uh, who played their uh, football at Conference USA schools, including Brett Favre, Terry Bradshaw, Mean Joe Green, and Randy Moss, who never played a Conference USA football game, by the way. He played at a Conference USA school, but he didn't. Yeah, he played at a Conference USA school, never played a Conference USA. I don't think Joe Green did either or Terry. No, but they're going to claim them. Yeah, so they missed. I mean, hey. It's like you – you have these Hall of Famers, and all of a sudden they're Conference USA Hall of Fame. No, you never played but, in Conference you USA. Know, when you, when I did, though. It's like when we were talking about some baseball a minute ago. It's like, to me, Southern Miss is the flagship of Conference USA football. When you take the whole shooting match, so to speak, what uh, they've done over the years, who's played what they've played for, who they've played, done. They're the flagship, just like this past weekend, the flagship to me baseball team was in town, Rice. This team not that long ago was ranked not number one in the league, ranked number one in the country. They have won national championships. And they were out on – I just wanted to go see Rice out on Route 2. That was kind of neat to watch. Okay. Keep your thoughts on I that. Hold that. But that's – NFL Network is big. Yeah, NFL Network's huge. This is a lot better than BN. <laughs> you can find NFL Network. NFL Network, while not the biggest player, it's a network that's going to oh, draw no. some attention. Because every day – People watch the NFL Network. That's one of those that not plug is not going to be pulled two weeks into the season. Sorry, done. No. And if people are watching the NFL Network, NFL Network will promote the mm-hmm. game. And you'll see it. You'll know it because uh, their morning show, I haven't watched it much, but they have one of the more popular sports morning shows on well, television right now. One of the big wheels on there is Rich Eisen, NFL Network, ESPN. That's a Richie boy is going to be talking about Conference USA. Not a bad to, guy to have. I remember, have to. I remember him on ESPN. He, he is like the 
voice of the NFL Network is Rich Eisen. And here's another thing. If you're on the NFL Network and they're promoting you and talking about you a little bit more, I don't know. It's going to have a trickle-down effect. But still, you could have the possibility that, all right, you know, maybe NFL teams know a little bit more, not much, but a little bit more about Conference USA schools and the players. And if exactly. you're, if you're a good player, they're going to find you. It doesn't matter what school you go to. If you are a good player, they'll find you either in the draft or free agency. But the exposure does help. Right. And I think this is actually uh, in favor of Conference USA. I have been critical would, of the television package oh, yes. for years. An NFL app, I mean, you know, that's almost on every phone probably. So they're going to get a lot of viewers on Saturdays. That'd I think a, so. That is a major, major plus for Conference USA. They need something like that. It's going to help Conference USA schools. Right. Primarily, people who want to watch Conference USA football can find more of it. Now, will it attract somebody who is a casual fan? Maybe. I mean, if Alabama's on and watching Alabama, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, if Ohio State's on and watching Ohio State, right? But a lot of people consume more than one game. Right. And a lot of people on a Saturday, I don't know what that's like. We uh, do some channel surfing. Yeah, well, I don't know what that's like actually just going out and hanging out on a Saturday. Right. You know, I, I will this year. Right. I'll get a few Saturdays just to go out, hang out, and just casually watch some games. But if you're on NFL Network, you're going to be on a lot of televisions because yeah. you're going to, it's, it's easy to find. You're not going to be surfing for BN Sports. 157 on my channels is where it is. Yeah, cable? Yes. And like I say, having Rich Eisen as a spokesperson for this, when he's saying some things about who's coming up this week, that is major. When you got a guy like Rich Eisen as one of your spokespersons, that is huge. It's a big deal for sure because uh, Conference USA needs better media exposure. Yes. And the more media exposure you get, the more you can grow the product and the more valuable that your product becomes if, if it has uh, proof of you know, people watching it. Yeah, and they're gonna let you play on Saturday. I mean, I know the Mac gets some exposure in, in November on it's ESPN. Money. It's but, money, but who wants to play on Tuesday and Wednesday? I mean, you look at their schedules. Tuesday and Wednesday come November. The furthest thing they're they're not gonna play on Saturday. But they're making more money on right? their television package than they would playing a traditional sure. game on Saturday with their fans showing exactly. up. Exactly. Now the Mac's gotten a lot better, and the football's really good. It's leaps and bounds yes. from where it once was. And so you can't criticize the product. The television package, they seem to have embraced it. They exactly. like it. And if the fans aren't showing up on a Wednesday but they're still getting paid, doesn't matter. That's why TV games happen at certain days because it's been decided that more money can be made with a TV game on Friday for yeah. Thundering Herd sometimes yeah. than on a Saturday. And sometimes it's just your your conference partners, your television partners need a game on Friday, so you're going to get compensated for it. Right out of the gate, you got Marshall playing Boise on a Friday. On a Saturday, where would they fit in into this game? Friday, Friday. they've got it. Yeah, ESPN, that's them. And and we'll talk about this more than as time goes on. But to me, the winner of that game has the lead for the Access Bowl until UCF suits up. Then we'll see what happens. But if Marshall wins that game, no pressure. They will have a leg up on that Access Bowl. And well, you know what at the end of the rainbow there is. That's a couple commas, a numbers, two commas, another number, a lot of money at stake, the access bowl. 
We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you. Every Monday at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, we're here bringing you the show. And, of course, every Monday as well, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots all day, all night, every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Marshall Baseball in the Conference USA Tournament. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're driving you today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington every Monday. $1. fifty bottles, $2 call shots. It's Monday at the Union Pub and Grill. And since we are driving, drive responsibly, Dave. I know. Drive we'll responsibly. Do. One more stop to make after this for a meeting and then we'll go from there. Okay. Drive responsibly, Dave. Now, baseball sweeping rice over the weekend, getting into the Conference USA tournament. We'll have those games right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And coming out of the Conference USA, Michael Guerrero, named co-Conference USA Pitcher of the Week. You know why? You sweep rice, you get things. <laughs> exactly. Uh, after the Saturday game, where I went out there just as one to see rice on Route 2. This is school in Houston. Did you take photos? No. Some other guys did. Okay. But I mean, just the pictures. And uh, they had to win some games to get in the tournament and end up sweeping them. But then it's senior day. Mr. Woody Woodrum, our historian, mentioned the first senior day in Huntington since 2005. They weren't in Charleston. They weren't in Beckley. They did it there. And when they won the game 5-4, to four, another walk-off. And senior day 10, all seniors contributed to the five runs knocked in. So they made their contribution. Mr. Zab- and Mark Zaban's boy, Andrew, hit a home run to tied in the ninth and then he got a, a walk a bunt and then another hit up the middle and then and walk off and rice had to make the drive to columbus to catch a flight home and think about how did we lose three games they'd only lost two all time 24 and two they lose more in one weekend they lost at all time and they hadn't played since 2013. no but marshall actually played a ball game close to home exactly and they, all year they were 17 and 7 at home this year marshall wasn't the de facto road team in every contest. No. And it was nice. You can just drive home, and then you can drive those, back to the ballpark. The two or three times I saw them, those guys really appreciated that fact that when it was over, the short ride home, it meant a lot. Not having to play in Charleston or Beckley, come home and repeat the trip like they had done the last few years, uh, it, it means a lot to them. And now they go as number six seed. They got La Tech the first round. I think they were one and two in the season against them, but they played them, so – and when you look at the standings, Florida, I think Atlantic led the league, but it's like there's no team going like, my God, we have no chance. This is wide open. And they're in the same bracket. If if they could win one and Rice would win one, they'd play in the semifinals, possibly. They're in the same bracket. But uh, uh, Southern Miss is way – if they were to win and Southern Miss win, they're going to catch them. But Coach Wagner said this has been an amazing bunch, and, and and as long as we have a chance, we'll see what happens. Don't forget, double elimination tournament. Exactly. So the Thundering Herd has a minimum of two games. I believe a maximum of six. You get in that loser's bracket, dude, you just, it's like you're on the field forever. It's like the women. You just stay out there, but as long as you keep winning, you do stay. But it does take a toll on the pitching. If you can stay on the winner's side, you can space out your pitchers a little bit better than you do if you get to the loser's bracket. Because he was running them in Saturday, it was like, they play a lot of guys, left-handed batter. He goes and gets a left-handed pitcher, the right-handed play percentages. And I think they used seven relievers. But, as he said to start of the year, I like our bullpen. And they kept him in the ball game, And then they won it. Three straight walk-offs against Rice. That was just like, I mean, they were. And as uh, Mr. Hannon told me after the game, he says, we haven't played him in five years. So I know it was 24-2. and two, But the way I look at it, we're three. They're zero. That's all I see right now. We won three. They lost none. That's the series to me. 24-2, it's 3-0 for us. Historically, it matters, but to those guys, it did When you play the next game, it doesn't. No, 
No, they they were very. I mean, a couple of players were running around with brooms. I mean, they were real, they were having a good time, and it, and to think of it, when they got in their car or whatever, five minutes, six minutes, they're home, not driving from Charleston, they're home. Rice had to make the bus trip to Columbus to go home. If they were in Charleston, they'd have just drove up the hill, hopped the plane, and been home before Marshall probably got back. The thing is, Marshall now has something to build upon, and a exactly. couple of. Years from now, we're going to be looking at He's, Thundering I mean, Herd in a new ballpark, and it's going to even be easier for the Thundering Herd. I mean, you know, you had the local guys contribute. Wagner, Coach Wagner, with, with all the, you know, all this road games all the time. Now they're playing at home. He pushes the right buttons, and, and I guess until the last out is made, Marshall can never be ruled out of a game because it looks like Rice takes a lead, Rice takes a lead. And you're going, well, they did it Thursday, they did it Friday. Next thing you know, they did on Saturday. Ray Ray Pastrana doubles, ties it up. They give up a run on top of the ninth. Two in the bottom. How many Andrews Abans hits one. His home run. I've never seen a ballpark a ball leave a park so quick as that one. How many people showed up to be? Uh, I think they listed two twenty, two thirty, something like that. Not better, the numbers, which is better than what they're going to get in Charleston. Right, right. And and they had they'd moved some things to make it safer because those dugouts were pretty close to the field. That's going to that's going to swell when they get the new stadium. But one more year. And then yep. we'll go right down the street to watch a game. That's going to swell. Exactly. Get the new stadium, that's going to increase. Exactly. And Marshall baseball will be more visible. People actually can go. Not that Route 2 is that far of a journey. It's still, no, but now it's right here. Yeah. It's right, down, It'll be, it's right there. It'll be convenient. And that'll swell. Yeah. I mean, and look what it's done for softball. The women's games every now and then in the big games. You can't get a seat over the dot. You can't get a seat at the dot. At least there – Benefiting from years of having exactly. a, and yeah, a this facility. This will be a 3,500 to 4,000 seat facility. Believe me, they'll they'll be worth going to watch. Coach Wagner's pushing a lot of good buttons and right buttons. And now that when you bring in a recruit, now you don't. There's route two, yes, but no. Now you're going to see this picture on the wall. that says, "There's your home. That's your home half the season." It'll make an easier pitch. It'll make a much easier sales pitch for for Coach Wagner. We're here today at the Union Pump and Grill. We're here every Monday, and we invite you to join us at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, where the Monday specials, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots, that is every day on Mondays. Every Monday, every Monday, all day, exactly. all night. Mm -hmm. And they got a big banner you can just look at if you forget. Yeah, I do. I, I do look. You have to sometimes. Yeah. You have to. Senior moment. We're getting that old, Dave. Exactly. Me, not as much as you. Not yet. I'll, I'm getting there. No. Eventually, I'll be uh, I'll be as old as you one day. Exactly. Well, well so far, so good. Yeah, so far. I'm still younger, though. I know. It's it's good. We enjoy, because I used to say the same things, and and next thing you know, the AARP stuff shows up in your mailbox. Yeah. Other stuff shows up. Hey, but think of the discounts. Think of the discounts. I'm looking forward to the discounts, Dave. I'll take some discounts at restaurants and car rentals. I mean, and I airports. show up. I show up at the movie theater. I can get the discount. I only have to give half of uh, an but arm. But you looked it up. An arm and one, a leg. You looked it up today. The one that's discounted. We don't have the closest one. Are Wheeling and Bluefield? I think AMC. Oh, I'll just uh, apply for the, the regular okay. season okay. discount. <laughs> okay. Come on now. There you go. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, as uh, we go through life together, Dave here, and uh, yeah. we look for uh, all the deals we can get. That's why you come to the Union Pop and Grill on Mondays. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, where every Monday, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. That's the deal of the day here at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and the former young Thundering Herd quarterback. You like how I emphasize that at all yes. times? Former young Thundering Herd quarterback Dave Walsh with me today here at the Union. And, of course, you can join us on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Before we continue, don't forget you got a chance to – bid on some really nice auction items that exactly. are going on right now at our annual Marcelo Latterman Memorial Scholarship Auction. You can check out all the things, a lot of NASCAR items as well. Go to wrvc.com. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we uh, I should just have like uh, Steve Chapman pop up every <laughs> week, have him in my back pocket and yeah. just pull him out. He can recap the list for me of all the NASCAR items. A little tape recording. Boop, hit the button. No, I just want to. Oh, yeah. He's, boy. he's small enough I can keep him in my pocket. Exactly. Pop, here he is. Here's my portable Steve Chapman, and he can, of course, uh, TV logistic man to the stars. Exactly. That's how I have to properly identify him. So we're here today at the Union. Of course, that means we've got the big screens on. There's NBA action tonight. Uh, How much NBA action have you watched, Dave? I think I know the answer. Is it uh, between zero and one? Uh, Yeah, not that much because it's, but you know, one's going to be over probably after tonight. The other one is is close to being over. A little more interested in the, uh, the frozen tundra stuff with the ice because of the Bruins. My dad being from Boston and watching the Bruins there in the finals, waiting to see who comes out from the other side. And then you mentioned the baseball. We mentioned Marshall softball real quickly. Uh, two games, one win with each Conference USA tournament. They go to the uh, Invitational Softball and came within one game of winning that one, lost to Liberty. But what a year for her, first year. 42 wins, 79 home runs. That's a few. Nice job. That's a and, few. And, and that'll help. The, the seniors got some extra work. The other players got some extra work as well. And now we'll see what happens down the road. That's a few. Exactly. That's not terrible. Exactly. And then now we'll, I'll be watching to see who comes out on the other side, St. Louis or San Jose. Hand pass Sharks. Uh, I still haven't gotten over that one, the hand pass that, that got the goal. but It's not going to matter. No. I mean, there's a prime example. Of all the stuff you can review, that one you can't. The Sharks are the walking dead right now. They're beat up. <laughs> Right. They're not going to get out of this series. It's going to be Boston. And St. Louis. Boston. I know. It bothers you. But, you know, whether it's Boston or not, the one thing in a lot of sports, it seems like the goaltenders, if it's hot, right now, Tuka Rask is a hot goaltender. I hope he's cooling off with the rest. They're riding him. I hope he's cooling off with his rest. I really do. So what is it with you and Woody Woodrum? (laughs) Which Woody do? Boston. Is he? Oh, Lord. What's it with Bruins or Red Sox? With the Bruins. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know Woody was a Bruins fan. Well, he announced it to me as Carolina was going down. <laughs> I think, Sorry, Paul. Well, really, it's fine with me. I'm just an outside observer here. Right. I'm a New York Rangers fan. My team's dead. Yeah. I'm floating on the Gretzky rule right now. <laughs> if Wayne Gretzky played for your team, I can root for your team, and it's not jumping on the bandwagon right. because I have previously rooted for your team. So that means Edmonton Oilers, L.A. Kings, right. St. Louis Blues, New York Rangers. I have yeah. four teams. I have one shot every year at something. Right. But it seems like every year, whoever, it's not who's playing the best, it's who's the hottest. And right now, 
if there's a hotter goaltender in the NHL than Tuka Rask, I don't know who it is. It's just hard to get something by him. And he's the last line defense. If he can hold him off and you get one or two, Boston's going any, – any team would be hard to be with a goaltender like that. You've got some teams that are built for the grind. Right. And the NHL season, while not easy – That's hard to believe. It, it you could get go into the grind. June. It yeah. could go into June. You get into that grind. If you're built for the grind, you can you have a shot at this. And, of course, the wild card teams have really made a mess of it, and they're all gone now just about. <laughs> right. right. And right now, I mean, Columbus had a nice run. And then the thing in Columbus right now, who are they going to lose? Their goaltenders may be departing. Uh, a couple of good goal scorers are up for renewal. Well, don't we'll see forget who's there. Don't forget for Columbus, uh, John Davidson is uh, moved he's gone. On. Yeah, he's he, moved on. So he, he's going to be running the show. Right. Actually, that is probably the best thing that I've seen come out of New York sports. Period. In a long time, he was Mr. Ranger when he was there as a goaltender. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's right. He. He should be right at home. He's done a fantastic job. With he did the, a great job in Columbus. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he built that team into a perennial playoff power. Right. And they get in the playoffs now. The New York Rangers do not get into the playoffs. So he's got his work cut out for him right. when he gets there. Because That's, New York and not the playoffs without New York, it's like something's wrong. As long as the NFL teams are, are, are there, there's um, there's not going to be mass uh, you know, panic. Right. But the Knicks, Knicks fans are used to that. The Rangers, maybe not so mm-hmm. much. Same thing with Marshall football. If Marshall football got into a rut where they weren't getting into bowl games, guess what? Those last couple home games like we've seen, parking lots are kind of empty. Yeah. It's like um, you know, they've got a W to, to, to keep the interest up. And this year, as you have said many times, Paul, the schedule sets up in their favor. It's up to them to run with it. But it's in their favor on paper. But Doc will be the first one to say, you don't win games on paper, you win them on the field. You, and performance, not potential. It's it's performance. And you win, you win during the week. Practice. Right. That's what he says. Although there's been times when we used to wonder what they did on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday after what we saw happen on Saturday. We were like, what did they do? So, coach, did you not practice well this week? <laughs> you so. lost. So, of course, my favorite Doc Holiday quote is when you ask him, "Hey, what'd you learn from the loss?" I don't learn a thing from the loss. That being said, that being said, <laughs> that being said, that's my famous. That's one of my more famous Doc lines. Is that being said come on doc you learned something right get you learned something right. you had to you had to get something out of that exactly but i think right now with vmi and the opener he's got an extra week prepare for the big one the following friday in idaho when it'll be interesting it's going to set the tone early for the season i mean right there it is right at, first week of september you know where you stand you always want to go a milestone game or uh where do we set a stance how do we set up this will tell you right now we're in good shape. We're like, we can afford no more stumbles. That's going to do it for this edition. We're here today at the Union Pump and Grill. Every Monday, we're here. $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. The Monday special It's only at the Union Pump and Grill. For the former young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh, and back in the studio, the very young Gabriel Sellers. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for listening to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. West Virginia Metro News, I'm Alex Thomas. The House of Delegates voting to create four education subcommittees to handle policy.